This is, without any question, the single most embarrassing football loss I can ever recall. And again, they've had embarrassing losses here in Philadelphia since Doug Peterson became head coach. When you look at some of them, the Carolina loss a couple years ago, that in the fourth quarter where they blew the 17-0 lead, familiar number 17, you know, like last year when they came back from 17-0 on opening day to beat Washington, to have it happen this way today, let's just go over it. Let's go over it because it, it, it's, it's disgusting. And I got to see online here. And I knew I was going to see it. You, you knew everybody was going to come to the defense of the quarterback, right? Now listen, I admit it. I had Carson Wentz ranked third in the NFL. I thought last year in December he had turned over a new leaf. Because remember, I was always known as his harshest critic because I am still the guy who said I thought getting rid of the guy who won the Super Bowl was a big mistake. Fine. They make that choice. And last year, after that Seattle game, and then, I, I, again, I know they got beat by Miami, but people wanted to say Carson Wentz played. I mean, again, he, I hope he played well. Miami was actively trying to have the worst team in the NFL. But regardless, he was horrific. And then all of a sudden he found it. And he started playing really good football, especially in December. Big time throws, clutch moments, uh, you know, playing with practice squad guys. Well, what happened today? We come out of the gates, the defense gets a three and out. The Eagles go right down the field and get it. Let's talk about who didn't play, right? Miles Sanders did not play today. Uh, Derek Barnett did not play. And again, that's Javon Hargrave did not play. Alshon Jeffrey did not play, was never expected to. Lane Johnson did not play. I just want people to stop. Stop telling me Jason Peters, his health is too much of a question to trust when Lane Johnson got a sprained ankle in December and it is now September and he is still not recovered. That don't sound like a sprained ankle to me, right? I've never heard of somebody have to go in and have surgery to clean up a sprained ankle. I, I Like I said, I, I just, I was infuriated at Lane Johnson to start this game, or before this game started, and I get it. I'm not blaming that he didn't try to play. I know he tried to play. I know he was going to give it all he can to play. It's the problem is he's constantly injured. He misses more time than Jason Peters, considerably, considerably more time. And think about this. You, you, all I got to hear is we're going to talk about the offense line, but just think about how unbelievably bad it could have been if Jason Peters wasn't on this team. And a lot of people didn't want him here. But regardless, they go down the field. You score a touchdown. Jack Driscoll's playing really good at right tackle. Nate Herbig, by the way, was the right guard. So... That should tell you everything you need to know about Matt Pryor. They score a touchdown. He hits Zach Ertz on that drive. You know, Dallas Goddard was the big focal point. You hit Deshaun Jackson. 
They get the touchdown. They go up 7-0. They get the ball back. He hits the third and 22, 55-yard bomb to Jalen Rager, who muffed a punt earlier too, which was concerning. But he catches this deep pass. They get a field goal. They're up 10-0. Then they stall out a little bit. But regardless, the defense is shutting down Shutting down Washington. Malik Jackson's all over the field. Darius Slay is a shadow to Terry McLaurin. Uh, Brandon Graham's all over the field. It, they're, they're playing very good. They go. Uh, they get the ball 10-0. What happens? Wentz takes them down the field, throws an unbelievable touchdown pass to Dallas Goddard, who had a massive game today. Uh, and we're up 17-0. And you're looking at it like, my God, the Eagles are going to run these guys out of the building, aren't they? And rightfully so. So what happened? What happened? What happened in this game that took it from 17-0? Carson Wentz playing at an elite level. The defense just suffocating Washington. What happened? Well, I'll tell you what happened. Hope. Hope happened. Because it's 17-0. It's the end of the first half. The Eagles have the football. You're looking here going, man, we go down the field. We go up 24-0. This thing is over. It's over. And I have to hear people defending Carson Wentz on this throw, saying the receiver didn't help him. That is false. Jalen Rager is running an out route to the sideline. He runs this out route to the sideline. You know how I know he was running an out, an out route to the sideline? is because he had to stop running. If this was a curl route, he would have been coming back to the quarterback, which it wasn't. Well, Carson Wentz throws this ball probably five yards right of where he's supposed to throw it. Think about that. Five yards, that's 15 feet. Fabian Moreau is able to intercept the football. And guess what? Now, instead of this game being over, hope has been injected into the Washington team. They get a cheap seven points. Okay, it's one mistake. It's a horrific mistake. It's one mistake. The very next series, the Eagles decide, you know what? We're not going to sit on it. We're going to try to go for some points here to end this half. Even though we have no timeouts and there's like 40 seconds And Jalen Rager breaks free, wide open, down the field. And Carson overthrows him. It's a walk-in touchdown if he catches it. Hell, if he catches it, even if it's a little short and he gets tackled, it's a field goal. And then he has Deshaun, but this time he's gotten pressured. And that goes incomplete, and it's halftime. Regardless, one mistake, it's 17-7. Washington has shown nothing close to any type of life in terms of offense. You still feel pretty good. You're you're ticked that you gave them seven points, but you still feel pretty good, right? We get the ball. We end up, what, punting the football? Then we get the ball right back. Our defense stands. And what happens? We get the ball at the 45-yard line. First and 10. 45-yard line, 55 yards away. You're thinking... Like I'm thinking, okay, we score here. This thing is over. It's over again. Because again, like I said, Washington had shown no life on offense. Carson Wentz drops back. John Hightower is now running a curl. So yes, 
if you want to blame John Hightower, he definitely gets his fair share of credit in this play as well. Carson throws the ball late. It's intercepted again. Washington takes it down to their 20. And now it's 17-14. to 14, And Washington has done absolutely nothing offensively. They've been spotted 14 points by the quarterback. Because yes, the Rager interception, 100% his fault. This one here is 75%. He threw it late. The receiver did him no favors. Didn't knock it down. I mean, that ball shouldn't have been intercepted. It should have been incomplete. He should have never let him get the opportunity to get his hands both on the ball because Hightower, by the way, was horrible. I'm good not seeing John Hightower play for a while. And again, I'm not going to crucify the kid. There was no preseason. People don't think this is a big deal, no preseason. It's a massive deal. When you have no preseason, this is what happens, especially for rookies. This ain't pra Listen, practice is one thing. Now the pads are on and you're getting hit and it's real football. It's a completely different game. Completely different game. But that interception happens, like I said, it's 17-14, and you just know in your heart, we're in some trouble here. This offense might be broken. Then we have the ball. We're going in. Finally, it's like, okay, all right. That's two horrific mistakes. Maybe we're correcting some things here. And it's a third down and seven. We're inside the 30-yard line, and Carson Wentz takes a sack. Takes a sack. And again, I get it. He got pressure here. There was nowhere to go, but he has to know in his head, I got to fire this ball out of bounds. The last thing I could do is take a sack. Takes a sack. Jake Elliott comes on the field. Here's Jake Elliott. Everybody thinks Jake Elliott's so great, right? What a great kicker. 53-yard field goal. Perfectly sunny weather. Barely, barely any wind. He leaves it short. Name me the last time you saw a kicker leave a 53-yard field goal short that was under the age of 40. Like, Adam Vinatieri was still, I think in his early 40s, still could kick 53-yarders. He mishit it. Listen, this isn't high school. This isn't college. Mishitting it in the professional ranks is not acceptable. He missed a 53-yarder. But again... It's only a 53-yarder because Carson Wentz took an unnecessary sack. So there's three points. So now, really, Carson Wentz has given Washington, Washington 14 points with his interceptions and saved them three points for us by taking a sack and getting us essentially out of field goal range because clearly we were. This was the Carson Wentz game. Because then we have the ball at the 45-yard line fourth and four right fourth and four and and people are going to talk about this decision to go for it on fourth and four and, and i'm with you it is it's, it's a very it's a very good question to ask I, sorry about that a little bit of a technical issue because i'm i maybe my phone senses i'm about to explode but let's just go back to this play it was 17 14 we had fourth and four from the 45 yard line and doug wants to go for it and again like I, we were talking about What's what's your thoughts on the decision, right? Well, my thoughts were punt the football because, like I said, Washington had done absolutely nothing offensively that made me think they can go down the field and score. And normally I'm very cool with going for it on these situations. I'm not a big fan of punting and, and playing this type of like field position football. But in this scenario, I thought it made sense because of two reasons. And the two reasons were second and third down. On second down... Carson Wentz, by the way, now at this point, Jordan Mailata is in at right tackle because Jack Driscoll got hurt. 
But regardless, he has two clean pockets in a row here on second and third down. He misses Jalen Rager by about 15 yards on second down. And then he misses Greg Ward over the top of his head by about 10 yards on third down. That's why I didn't agree with this going for it. Because he couldn't ask for two better situations on second and third down. So what happens on fourth down? Carson Wentz takes a sack. Now again, he didn't really have much of a tra- uh, chance here. They blitzed their linebackers up. The game. Here's the thing too. It, it was common sense at this point. Jack Del Rio was blitzing the quarterback. He was putting pressure on our offense line. and The Eagles could not handle the blitz. They couldn't do it. Their running backs were in the wrong spot. Their, their line could not handle it. Herbig and Driscoll could not communicate. Herbig and Mylotta then couldn't communicate. There was no way they were going to be able to communicate to say who should take who. And Jack Del Rio took advantage of it. That was a big deal. I totally agree. I do totally agree that the offense line did no favors, in these moments especially. But here we were, right? He went for it, took the sack. Washington got their field goal. It was tie game. So it's a tie game, and essentially what's happened here is Washington scored 17 points, and they haven't had to go more than freaking 40 yards to get any of them. When you do that, when you allow teams to just hang around, you give them life, this is what happens. They kick the ball off to us. We go three and out, lose like 20 yards. It's like third and 26. Punt the ball. Washington gets a short field because Cameron Johnston shanks a punt. They score a touchdown. Now it's 24 to 17. We have the ball, 41-yard line, 59 yards out, fourth down and five. Six. Was there six minutes ago? It was, it was like five, maybe five minutes ago. Guys, there was time left. There was a ton of time left. It was not a dire straits moment here, but Doug wants to go for it. And default, you can't fault him. I mean, I know people are going to fault him now because it didn't work out, but it's like the play was perfect. And to, to Carson Wentz, he actually makes a good throw here. Hits Zach Ertz in the hands, and he drops the ball. I know Zach Ertz is dealing with this contract situation. I know it's not ideal. But Zach Ertz, even though he scored a touchdown today, like I said, he looked very disengaged with this team. He looked like he didn't want to be there. I didn't see any life from Zach Ertz today. I saw life from Dallas Goddard. I saw life from a a couple guys on offense. Not named Zach Ertz. Greg Ward had life. Greg Ward played great. The moral of the story here is the Eagles lost this game, and yeah, Peterson plays a a big part in it. Their offensive line plays a massive part in it. Carson Wentz plays the part in it. He's the reason they lost. If you think Carson Wentz is elite, the Eagles win 10 games this season. And it was, it's as clear as day now, because that first half was Carson Wentz, well, that first half till about three minutes ago in the second quarter, that was Carson Wentz playing at an elite level. And when he played at that elite level, you know what happened? The Eagles looked really good. Really good. They looked like a team that you did not want to have to play. With all the issues, all the injuries, 17 nothing, Because Carson Wentz was playing elite. And then what happened? He starts turning the ball over. And all of a sudden, the Eagles lose... 27 to 0 the rest of the game to a bottom 5 NFL team. No offense to the uh to the Washington team. 
Like their defensive line, Chase Young is going to be a player. Montez Sweat's a player. They have a great defensive line. Payne, Allen, Ionis, all those guys. Their secondary is questionable at the very least. Their offense, Haskins, I mean, I know he made some plays here in the second half. He played a little bit better, but he's a huge question. Uh, question mark. They don't have anybody to hand the ball off to that you could just say is is more so a, a, an above average running back. McLaurin is their only receiving option. They won twenty seven nothing from that point in the second quarter on. This was on Carson Wentz, fumbled the ball twice, threw two interceptions, turnovers. Got to play clean football. Can't be fumbling it. Turning the ball over. This was an all-time embarrassing loss by the Eagles. It really was. On so many levels. I had high expectations. And I'm not backing off of it because in the first quarter and a half, I was proven right. If the quarterback is elite, the team will win football games. Well, spoiler, the quarterback went from being elite to being horrific. And guess what happened? The team was horrific. I told everybody, this is on Carson Wentz. Here's the thing. The Eagles aren't going to win five games this season, and you're going to tell me at the end of the year, well, Carson Wentz is an elite player. It's not his fault. That's not how this goes. That's not the moral of the story. That don't work. If, if the Eagles win five games this year, we have a huge problem at quarterback. I don't want to say, again, I'm not going to rush this judgment. I'm not going to bury the player. Bad losses happen in the NFL. The Eagles are not the first team to lose to a team that they clearly should have beaten. They won't be the last team. Bad days happen in the National Football League. But this whole believing in Carson Wentz, he fooled me. Again, I had him as a top three quarterback in the league. I'm arguing with people about Deshaun Watson and Carson Wentz and telling them, how are you comparing those two? Carson Wentz is better. Okay. For a quarter and a half today, he was. The last two and a half quarters, I was better than Carson Wentz. The Eagles drafted Jalen Hurts, by the way, in the second round, right? And you thought, okay, well, they're going to use him on these. He was inactive today. So what's up with that pick then, right? Why did you use a second-round pick on Jalen Hurts, right? Why did you use a second-round pick on Jalen Hurts? You have all offseason. You got him in April. We're in game one here in September. And you didn't know how to use him, so he was inactive. Scangarello. He brings in, oh, they're going to roll the pocket. They're going to get Carson Wentz on the run to throw the ball. They did a lot of that today. You would think they would do that more so with a depleted offensive line. Nope. That's the head coach. The injuries, that's the head coach. If the Eagles win five games this year, and if they play like they did in the second half, that'll be an incredible shock to, that they even get to five wins. But I'm just saying, if they win five games this year, we have serious questions 
at quarterback and head coach? Undebatable questions. I'm incredibly disappointed what I saw today. I don't think it should have ever happened. Up 17-0 against a team that has a very weak offense and you couldn't do anything to put them away. This one hurts. This is this isn't easy to talk about because it shouldn't happen. You can't punk games away in the NFL, especially games in conference, especially games in your division. They play the Rams next week, right? Okay. That's going to be a, it's a it's a must-win game. It's put up or shut up. It's put up or shut up for Carson Wentz. Because I know people are going to try to give him a pass for this game. And again, that's fine. One game does not define somebody's career. Everybody has bad days. He picked a great time to have an all-time bad day. But everybody has bad days. It could change. But remember, don't be fooled. Because last year, remember, midway through that season, how bad he looked against New England, Seattle. Those games, like... I still think about those games. But then I think about how great he looked against New York, Washington, the clutch ability that he showed in those games. How good he played against Dallas, even though they didn't score enough points, just not putting the ball at risk, making the right plays, making the right throws, throwing the ball where it needed to be, being a leader, turning the ball over. Can't happen. So let's hope we get healthy here. <laughs> Looks like Vinny Curry's probably going to be out for a considerable amount of time, I'd assume. That's not good. Uh, I'd assume, I don't know what the status will be on Lane Johnson. He had a, Like I said, he's 10 months into a sprained ankle. You know, Miles Sanders, they, I had to hear, oh, it was precautionary to keep him out today. Okay. Season's on the line next week. It is. You start 0-2 with the schedule they do have, good luck. This thing could go south fast. I want to thank everybody for listening. <laughs> Whatever. You know what? You know what? Actually, before I do sign off, I do want to... Again, I know how negative this was. I do want to give credit to a guy like Avante Maddox, who I thought played well at his new position on the outside. I thought Darius Slay played really well. Um, again, Terry McLaurin didn't beat the Eagles today. That was the only guy on offense you thought could beat them. Terry McLaurin didn't do it. I thought Jalen Mills played all right at safety. I thought, you know, for the most part, the linebackers played all right. The defensive line, I mean, Fletcher Cox, I really didn't see him today. Now, again, I know he had Brandon Scherf over him, but, you know, that, that wasn't as encouraging. Malik Jackson played pretty good. Josh Sweat played pretty good. There were encouraging signs on the defensive side of the football, that for sure. Now, again, they're still getting beat out or beat on every rollout pass. I mean, that that's mind-numbing. But for the most part, I thought the defense held their own. They were put in a lot of bad positions today. That's why they got 27 points. It wasn't because of the defense. It was because of Carson Wentz. The offense is the problem. And again, here we go. We're going to talk about rookies. This dra Again, Roseman, this is all on him. His free ride ends this year. 
John Hightower looked bad. Bad. Rager had one catch. For, and again, I know it was a bomb, and he could have had two catches for 120 yards if Carson hits him. But we got to look at this draft here. This is a big draft for Car- or for Howie Roseman. Remember, they took Jalen Hurts in round two. Looks like they could have used somebody. He was inactive today. When I come back Thursday, he'll probably be more so because I'm I, I'm waiting to see what we learn. Who's practicing, who's playing, what was said, blah, 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 yada, yada. All that stupid crap, all the noise we're going to have to hear because, again, Sunday is do or die for the Eagles in this Rams game. It really is. 0-2. 0-2 is... Good luck. So as I do for every episode, we'll go freak of the week for this game. Dallas Goddard, eight catches, 101 yards, and a touchdown. Um, he was he was great today. Dallas Goddard was great. He looked like he was playing with life. He was a big reason that the offense even moved the ball to begin with. Dallas Goddard, easily the freak of the week. Um, geek of the week, it's not up for question. It's not even debatable. I, everybody knows the answer. It's the easiest answer of all time. It's Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz was the geek of the week. He might win geek of the week next week, even if he has 158.3 or 58.3 passer rating, throws 10 touchdowns, and we win by 600 points. That's how bad he was today. He might have just won the award for next week as well. He was so horrifically all-time bad that he might be just geek of the week for a month. He's the sole guy. I could point out, like I said, we pointed out a million reasons why the Eagles lost this game. There was a million different things. Their offensive line, their coaching, you know, uh, just dumb things that they did. But Carson Wentz is number one with a bullet. Geek of the week, Carson Wentz. Thanks for listening. 